it's funny because I had when we were discussing this theme, I had uh, mentioned maybe possibly doing it without green, and so like going yeah. into the deck building process, I was like, oh, maybe Oof. I'll try it without green. That it's it's impossible. Spring without green is uh, makes no sense. Spring without green, and uh, and then doing it as you know a singleton. Oh no, I, there was there was a chance I could have done it using four ofs in the other colors, but mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been stretching the theme really bad. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's funny because I had built a complete deck. Uh, once I had, you know, given into it being green, and then remembered as soon as I finished the deck that we had said singleton. So the impressive part is that you know I felt like I really struggled to find cards related to the theme, mm. and yet I I think based on what I've seen, um, I, I believe we may only have a couple of cards that are overlap, and even Absolutely. then I, I don't think. You know that even that is probably not. You know what? Let's get right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. Welcome to episode 60. It's our 60 card spectacular finale. Man. Uh, we, it's, it's season 6 finale. Yeah. Episode 60. Episode 60. Funny how that worked out. It's funny that <laughs> maybe somebody planned it that way. <laughs> um, uh, as, as you heard earlier, um, as you heard last week... Uh, I mean, every season we do a, a, a deck build at the end of the, the season. How many times can I say season? Uh, but that's our theme, uh, yes. is the season of spring. Uh, we, we build decks around a theme this, this, this season. <laughs> <laughs> this season is spring, uh, or this theme is spring. Uh, it's 60 card and singleton. Yes. That's like that that was as much as we we went on and we we came up with some pretty drastically different decks. Um I will be honest, some of the cards in here are because I typed in to Scryfall Spring or Oracle colon Spring or uh Flavor colon Spring. But hey, it helped. <laughs> well, when I when we get around to discussing my deck, um I I will I will re- release release my uh my, my secret tech for finding cards. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Super secret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you think about this process? Did, did you enjoy... Did you, are you excited about this deck? The funny part is the idea that you had built a deck and had forgotten that we were doing Singleton. Mm-hmm. You weren't the only one. <laughs> I started building the deck and started putting stuff together and I was just pulling cards... And discovered that, okay, I'm just going to keep saying it, discovered that E6, because I'm not saying Essex, uh, E6 really fit the theme of an idea that I had. And I was starting to put this together with multiple copies of E6 and multiple copies of creatures that create that, that made tokens 
and I had other ways to sort of do other things. And it was, and it was interesting. And then I realized, wait, this has to be Singleton. Okay, <laughs> so let's back this up. Now, can I still do this whole, this whole E6 idea? I looked around for other cards that would fit the theme that would do something even close to what Ezix does, and it's just not there. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to warp the entire deck around trying to find this one card. So junked it and basically went on a new path. It's almost as if we shouldn't have done Singleton. <laughs> but hey. It, uh, I would say yes, but I would also say that, you know, for the last 10 weeks, uh, folks have been seeing us put together decks. And a lot of yeah. times our decks are revolving around one card. And with 60 yeah. card, you can do that. You put in multiple copies and then you, you sort of build the deck around that. And I wanted to show the idea of a, of a, a deck list that's singleton. Um, because yeah. to me, a big joy of, of 60 card casual is that you can, you can really, obviously you can ramp the power level really high, but you can bring it way down. And I mean, for our group, 60 card our 60 card casual decks are not that strong i mean mm -hmm. everybody we all know roughly what what we want for a power level so you build and if it's a little low then you can you know you hash it and you mess with some cards and you bring it you know have it creep up a little and then we find that sweet spot and we're good to go um but i just wanted to show you know, i want to show the audience that we can uh, you know that 60 card casual decks do not have to be some three card combo where you're putting multiple yeah. copies of each of those cards this this can be something a lot more familiar uh to what people are uh, are used to seeing in a commander deck yeah and kind of as a send-off of the 60 card season um we i mean this this is a really good starting point for a commander deck uh if 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 any of you are strictly commander players then uh Check out these deck lists. You know, add twenty cards to it, twenty non-land cards. Add some lands, and uh, you're good to go. Right. Um, oh yeah. But, I mean, uh, I feel like I could take the deck list that I have right now, apply a commander to it, and then take the other, uh, the remaining cards that that I would be adding to the deck, and I can really focus them tightly on what that commander does. Because I think I've got a really strong base to begin with. I already have, you know, the, the key ingredients that I expect to put in a commander deck. So at that point, it would just be add commander and spice. Yeah. And you get your results, so. Yeah, what I like about this, too, is that, like, you know, you can play the deck probably a dozen times and then really start to see what works about the deck. Right. Uh, and then you can hone it in that way if you want to go away from the singleton idea yeah um you know you can see like what cards work better what what the deck needs more of what really didn't do the thing you thought it would do uh that's always and, and that has always kind of been a joy for me with the singleton setup i get to play mm -hmm. a couple of games as singleton and then eventually you play that you know you're playing your deck and it's oh this card is great well, then I want to focus in on that a little more. So now it stops being singleton because it doesn't have to be. I just chose to make <laughs> it that way because it gives me more variety and I get to see how other cards work. Well, once I start to see how they work, then I can start to, to squeeze in. So, uh, you know, like 
Andy, looking at looking at your deck, if you find that Gaia's Touch proves to be, you know, or every time you play it, you're excited about it, and it does something great and funky. Well, great. Now you know that, you know, at some point when you decide you want to want to edit the deck or make some changes, you could, you know, try putting two or three copies of Gaia's Touch in. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Andy, you want to talk about your deck? Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, something that kind of unintentionally came out of this was that without the lands, without the, the mana base, because, I mean, the way I see it, you can have... A, I've got a three-color deck. I've got a green, white, black. Okay. Uh, which is Abzan. Uh, it was originally just green and black. Um, and so, without the mana base... Because I can, I figure you can always just deal with just basics. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, just kind of not an even split, but figure it out and do the math. Um, it comes out to less than fifty bucks. So if any of you nice. are interested by this deck list, it's relatively affordable. Um, the I I I have this is the first time I've I've given a deck a name. Uh, it's called I Can Smell the Wet Soil from Here uh, because I yep. was inspired. I was inspired <laughs> by this deck. I was inspired by building it. Um, I was inspired, honestly, by the, the current weather. I mean, maybe not today. Today's like yeah, 30 degrees. Yeah, it's cold. Um, but recently it's been it's been warming up. The ground's been thawing. You get that like musty like dirt smell outside. I grew up uh, fairly uh, rural. So spring to me is mud, dirt, the smell of like, you know, getting gross here, but you know, yeah. the, the, the roadkill thawing. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it was inspired by that. So I went, you know, oh, green, black, that'll be great. Nice. Got all the way to the end of my non-singleton deck. Realized I had added in uh, a little bit of white, uh, I think, with Doran. Uh, Ooh, Doran. Doran. Doran kind of fits that, like, rustic charm of it all. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where this deck came from. When I, start, when I finally added white to it, I was like, I don't want to go too heavy into white. Uh, so really the only white there is, is Colfinor, Doran, and Hwatli. Uh, it's the one, it's Hwatli from War of the Spark. Yeah. Uh, so. The Sun's Heart. Vigilance. Yeah. Uh, each creature you control assigns combat damage, uh, equal to its toughness rather than its power. So it does, you know, the Doran thing. Right. Uh, but you don't even need white for that. Yeah. Uh. Um, you've also got Eerie Ultimatum. I do. I'm about to get there. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, with those, it was it was kind of like, oh, I want value out of these uh, my creatures dying or right. you know being less than threatening. Um, and then Eerie Ultimatum came in because I was like, oh, I've got white. This is great, <laughs> uh, and it does the roadkill kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Eerie Ultimatum, for those who don't know, is uh, green, green, black, 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 white, white. <laughs> so, 
7 mana for return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. Nice. Um, the ultimate uh, uh, endgame card, because I don't want this near the beginning of the game. I can't play it near the beginning of the game because I'm not going to have any white. Right. Uh, and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait until you have the white. I also uh, like so. that it, it'll find, it'll, it most likely is going to find a couple of lands because between yeah. Evolving Wilds, Fabled Passage, Terramorphic Expanse, you probably have sacrificed a land. Um, yeah. And this is looking for permanent cards with different names. So, yeah, sure, you're not going to be able to pull two forests out of your graveyard, but in theory, you're yeah. not going to have two forests in there anyway. And the great thing with this, too, is that because we're playing a singleton deck, that's actually why I put yeah. it in here. I was like, oh, now it actually works real well because it's a singleton deck. Right. Every card other than basic lands, there's only mm-hmm. one of. Um, also, on top of it, you know, I've got I've got a single planes in there because if I have a way to search for a basic land, I can go get my white. Sure. Uh, but I also have uh, overgrown farmland and wooded bastion yeah. uh, as kind of ways to also get white. Um, probably would want to put another planes in there if I really, really, really like can't wait for Kalfanar or Doran, but I think one is fine. Um, because this deck is built to kind of put everything in the graveyard, take out what I need. Um, so I've got, I've got certain ways, uh, to mill myself, um, whether it's actual milling or other, (laughs) um, I've got Cavalier of Thorns, which one enters, enters, uh, Look, I reveal the top five cards in my library, put a land from them onto the battlefield, and then put the rest of my graveyard, which is great. Right. And then when it dies, I can get something out of my graveyard on top of my library. Yeah. Um, Death Bridge Chant. Uh, Death Bridge Chant. It's an enchantment. Every at the beginning of every turn, every one of my turns, beginning of my upkeep, I get a random uh, card. If it's a creature, it goes on the battlefield. Random card from my graveyard. If it's a creature, it goes on to the battlefield. Otherwise, it goes to my hand, which is great because if it's a land, it goes to my hand. If it's a sorcery, it goes to my hand. If it's a creature, right? Like there's <clears throat> zero, like downfall to this, other than the fact that it's six mana and people will immediately kill it. Uh, <laughs> my favorite in this whole deck so far, uh, actually maybe in the whole deck, is ten the pests. Um, which is from Strixhaven. It's a, it's a single green and a single black. It's two mana instant, and it says at the uh, as an additional cost to cast the spell, sacrifice a creature. Which, some of my favorite words. Uh, uh, create X one one green, uh, black and green pest creature tokens with when this creature dies, you gain one life. Where X is the sacrifice creature's power. So you block with your huge thing if it's about to die you sacrifice it to this you get a bunch of one ones that then you have a bunch of blockers and then when they die you get life it's it's amazing it is a fantastic card um kind of also in the strict saving thing is infused with vitality uh it is also an instant also a single green and a single black 
Until end of turn, target creature gains death touch, and when this creature dies, return to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. You gain two life. Uh, this is kind of in the vein of things like feign death or... Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, unnatural... Uh, uh, I got the word. Stamina. Unnatural stamina? Stamina? Stamina. Jeez. Unnatural stamina. He's right got there. It. First try. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's great. And then Pest Infestation is some of my favorite removal in this deck. Uh, green XX. Destroy up to X target artifacts and or enchantments. Create twice X 1-1 one, one pests that gain you life when they die. Nice. Which is fantastic. Um, oh, what else? Um, <clears throat> what got... Uh, what what, what uh, earned Valentin Dean of the Vein a space, a so, spot in the deck? <laughs> um, it's funny because I saw this card and I was like, eh. You know, it has you kind of exile stuff rather than having it go to the graveyard. But if you turn it over, uh, Lisette, Dean of the Root, is actually probably what you'd play 90, 95% of the time. Um, she says she's a 4 4 for 2 green green, which is fairly easy. Uh, I mean, a 4 4 4 4 is fine. Like, it's pretty good. Uh, whenever you gain life, you may pay 1. If you do, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain trample until end of turn. Nice. So that works well gives... with that 10 the, ten the pests. Yeah, it's great. Uh, if you have a way to sacrifice things, which I don't think I put any in this deck, uh, then you can sacrifice a pest mm -hmm. to make all your other pests bigger. And they also get trample, which is excellent. Uh, pair that with Scoot Swarm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> your board is going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, Scoot Swarm is, is notorious for overly large board states. And as long as you can attack with it, uh, it will do you good. Um, I know that uh, most people, when they see Scoot Swarm, will try to immediately kill it. So, uh, good luck. Uh, Reach of Branches. This was a cool thing that I found that I had never seen before. Uh, it's a four and a green tribal instant tree folk. So it's a tree folk instant. Um, put a two five green tree folk shaman creature token onto the battlefield. Sure. Whenever a forest enters the battlefield under your control, you may return it to from your graveyard to your hand. <coughs> so it has its its self recurring um, for five. You know, if you're holding up five mana for literally just no reason. Yeah. Well, you End don't even turn. need to be holding it up. I mean, just, right. just play it. Yeah. You get a 2-5 Tree Folk, which sounds underwhelming until you remember that Doran is also in this deck. Um, mm. But then, Doran, you know, the instant, right, the, the instant uh, Reach for Branches is going to sit in your graveyard immediately, and on your next turn, you're probably dropping another Forest and putting it right back into your hand. So mm. you're not burning multiple cards to get multiple creatures you're using one card to get creatures over and over again so um i like that yeah um my recursion package is pretty straightforward i guess for uh this kind of dust dusky kind of or musky kind of dusty smell that i i felt the whole time building this deck antler skulkin 
I've never heard of. Uh, it's a scarecrow for five mana. It's a three-three. Target white. Oh, target white creature. Helps if you read the whole card. <laughs> I was deciding between. <laughs> I was deciding between this and cauldron of something. Okay. Uh, that also gives persist. Uh, um, yeah, I know which card you're talking about. I've used it before, and now of course I can't. So it. now that I've read the card, I would probably go with the cauldron. Right. Uh, <laughs> cauldron of souls. Yes. Choose any number of creatures. Each of those creatures gain persist until end of turn. So that was the idea behind it. Didn't realize it said white. Um, <laughs> Bond of a Revival, I think, is one of my favorite cards over the past couple of years for this type of effect. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste until the next turn. So it's not until the end of this turn. So like, if you get a creature out that's got a tap ability, like for, I don't know, I don't know why Carindor is the first one I thought of. Uh, <laughs> sure. But uh, it has know, haste. So that's... It has haste until, yeah, until your next turn. Not even until the end of turn, which is great. Um, and then also just oh, five yeah. mana to get a creature out. It's great. Yeah. Corpse turn. Uh, I've seen do some pretty, pretty heavy lifting for a two mana instant. Mill three cards, return creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So early game, if you don't have anything in your graveyard and you want something in your graveyard, great. Sure. If you don't end up, or if you don't have anything, any creatures in your graveyard, this deck has a lot of creatures you might end up with. Longer. Sure, I mean, in the corpse turn, it's just uh, it's fueling the eerie ultimatum. Exactly. Um, I liked Season of Renewal uh, from the newest mm -hmm. uh, Kamigawa set. Choose one or both, either a creature or an enchantment, or both. This deck has its. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 got a great spread of of enchantments between uh, abundance, abundant growth, Gaia's touch, uh, leyline of vitality, uh, Sylvan anthem, primal bo uh, primeval bounty, dormant grove, deathbridge. Maybe it has too many enchantments. Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but we, we kind of skipped over this one uh, as in that list. Uh, Dormant Growth uh, is from Crimson Vow. It's a three and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your combat, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Which, you know, for four minutes. Uh, but because you're getting it at the beginning of every one of your combats, it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, if you decide not to attack, that's fine. Then if that creature has toughness six or greater, pretty easy to do in this deck. Right. Transform Dormant Grove. It transforms into, surprise, a creature. It's a 3 6 tree folk with vigilance. And it says, other creatures you control have vigilance, which is possibly one of my favorite evergreen mechanics. Uh, which is uh, nice flavorfully yeah. because he's a tree and it's evergreen. Very cute. It's an ever. Very cute. Th thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Don't, don't laugh too hard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the uh, this this deck, and it was very much like just this this kind of warm warming, gross slimy deck. Um, Growth from the muck. Yeah. Um, my my ramp package is fine. Uh, I tried to keep it more on theme than actually good yeah 
Um, but I kind of really like Scaled Herbalist. Scaled Herbalist is kind of like uh, there's a there's an elf that does the same thing. It's a one three yeah. for one and a green. You tap it, you put a land from your hand on the battlefield. Um, which you know, you got twenty four lands. Great. Um, as a root channeler, I really like. Uh, for five and a green, it's a four six with reach, which by itself is fine. Yeah. You can tap it to gain two life. And it says, creature spells you cast cost X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. Right. So even uh, if you're only you... gaining the two life, that's still pretty good. Yeah. You tap this, you're essentially adding two mana. Yeah. Um, and what I really like about it is that, uh, I mean, that kind of fuel, like, I think I also had four of this in my original deck. Uh, right. That, that fueled a lot of the, the life gain ideas. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you dig through this deck, you see a lot. Oh, it was it was that and Verdant Sun's Avatar where I was like, ah, life gain, yes, uh, it, that's perfect for spring. Uh, but um, you you kind of dig through this deck and you you see a lot of synergies kind of come out in terms of putting lands down. Uh, Ashaya, Soul of the Wild, is one of my favorite cards uh, of all time. Right. And uh, she just kind of, or they, they kind of just bring new life to each of your non-token creatures because then you can be able to tap them for green, which is why there's so many green pips everywhere on this deck. Uh, but also I've right. got 14 fourths. Yeah. Uh, so, any... Any questions? <laughs> um, not particularly. Uh, I think you know, I, I like the I like the layout. I like the setup of the deck. Um, yeah. I I really, so. as you can tell, because I have been talking straight for the past ten minutes. Uh, I really like this deck. I really enjoyed building it. I think I've always wanted to build some sort of Golgari deck and just haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, and even just as the the non singleton that I had had before, I was like really impressed with the card selection based in uh, the theme, right? Of this like grimy, gross, like smelly. Uh, <laughs> one of one of the one of the cards that I had originally found to kind of really dig into that that loamy. Life of the Loam? Uh, feeling. No. So I, I was thinking of putting Life of the Loam in okay. there, but it is expensive. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, meh, nah. Uh, but uh, Fungal Rebirth. Return target permanent from your graveyard to your hand. If a creature died this turn, create two 1-1 one, one green saplings. That's exactly what I want to do every time I play Magic. Right. It's a three-mana instant that if something of yours dies play this afterwards and then you get it back to your hand and get some value out of it um and it's helpful if you know somebody kills say doran on your turn or on their turn so they like they're like all right i'm gonna play this sorcery to kill doran and then attack you you can play fungal rebirth get doran out of the graveyard and have two blockers. Uh, it's great. It's like a nice little combat trick. Nice. 
Um, was there a card you didn't put in the deck just because you couldn't make it fit the theme, or, um, or was it just you started with the cards that fit the theme and then sort of swung down from there? Yeah, that was kind of okay. more of what happened. Uh, there were a few cards that I was like, ooh, maybe, but I think I always ended up finding similar effects on thematic cards. Um, nothing really sticks out at this moment. Right. Um, but uh, definitely some definitely some ramp and definitely some some recursion. I was like, oh, eh. Like, animate dead. Doesn't make sense in this deck. Um, that type of thing. Where it's like, oh, yeah, no, it makes sense as a card for this deck, but <clears throat> thematically doesn't make sense. No, animate dead, that's a fall or winter card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All Hallows Eve also didn't put in this deck. No. Because that's not spring. So. Now, Andy, I like the deck. I think, uh, yeah, I like where this is going. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm excited. You know, it's fairly inexpensive to build. I, yeah. I think I might build it. Just like our, just like when the last time we did 60 card decks with uh, Lord of Tressorhorn. Maybe I'll build this one too. Right. Um, but uh, I've done so much talking. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw this over to our sponsor so that they can do some talking and I can get some water. And when we come back, we got a cool deck made by groups. That's you. Spring has sprung, baby. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. <laughs> This episode of Temple of the Falls Pod is brought to you by Natural Spring. Hey, who wouldn't want to gain eight life? Eh, well, maybe you don't want to pay the five now, but eight life! Um, and besides, Susan Van Camp image, that part is just wonderful. Natural Spring. Back to you, Andy. Oh, welcome hey, hey. back to our Season 6 finale, episode 60, 60 Cards Spectacular. Man, I'm so excited for spring. We're mostly halfway through spring. Yeah. I am excited for it. I'm excited to go on walks and excited to, uh, I was going to say smell flowers, but not really because allergies. Also, I live in the middle of the city. Yeah, spring is hay fever season. Or at least it used yeah. to be hay fever season for me. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones who had it terrible when I was a kid and kind of grew out of it. So um, so now spring isn't quite so bad for me, but, you know. Maybe when I'm your age, I'll grow st- up. Still not a pollen, uh, a big sporter of pollen. Yeah, no. Uh, I get I, it. We rarely, we, I rarely get my wife flowers because of this. Um, it's, it's, it's a good season. It's not the best season. No, not even close. Uh, but you know what is the best season? Season six of Temple of the False Pod. It's about to end. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, bring us home with your beautiful green spring deck. Yes. Uh, okay, so my deck, unlike Andy's, has no name at all. Uh, I just named it Spring because that's basically what it was. Not even an exclamation point. Not even, no. Spring. Spring. Um, so when I decided to build the deck, I decided this... Uh, the last couple of themes, I've been on theme mostly. You know, 
yeah, sure, that, that fits the theme, Bruce. This time around, I said, no, no. This time, theme. All theme, all the way, all the time. So every single card in this deck is somehow tied to spring. Um, whether, and, and so now I'm going to share my secret for finding these cards. Shh, it's Scryfall. Oh, um, no. Basically, I did, I did what, everybody, what, what everybody expects. I searched for spring. I searched for rebirth. I searched for leaf. I searched for bloom. I searched for growth. And I didn't just do it in the titles. I also did it in the flavor text. Uh, so I managed to sneak a bunch of cards in there. Um, nice. So that's so I piled all those cards up and then started whittling them down, figuring how I wanted to do this deck, what I wanted the deck to do. Um, and in the end, this deck is, uh, I guess it's, it's a weak elf deck, but it holds hard to theme, hard to theme. So good. Um, not surprisingly, in a deck that's focused on spring and everything you talk about spring with growth and rebirth and everything like that, the ramp package is extensive in this deck because, hey, ramp is all about growth. So it turns out a big chunk of your cards are going to be able to either are going to be allow you to search for land, give you mana, do something like this, because that's sort of the way it goes. So uh, I have loosely 12 cards in the ramp package, and I don't know that I would necessarily call this a ramp. I, I mean, I've listed them under ramp, <laughs> but honestly, Nyx Bloom Ancient is listed in here as a ramp, as part of ramp, but it costs seven. This is not ramp. Right. This is yeah. This is something else. So I included it in ramp because it does increase the amount of mana that you make, but practically speaking, it's not really that. So um, of the ramp package, uh, some of them are, are ones that you have definitely heard of. I mean, a lot of us have run Springleaf or run Springleaf Drum. Uh, I just mentioned Nick's Bloom Ancient. Um, and then there's some of the other ones like Heartbeat of Spring. Uh, Carpet of Flowers is an oldie, but a goodie. Um, and it definitely fits with the theme. And then some of them are a little, a little more off the beaten path. So um, like Bloom Tender, it's a 1-1 one, one elf, taps, uh, and it, it taps, and for each color among permanents you control, add one mana of that color to your mana pool. Now, normally in a deck like this, you would just cut it. This deck is almost entirely green. The only white in the deck comes from hybrid. So at best, this card will produce two mana. Um, hmm. So, but I looked at it and said, you know what? I, it taps, even if it taps for just one, I'll take one. It's fine. Yeah. But I mean, how do you, you know, how do you fit theme better than Bloom Tender? I mean, come on. Right. So um, the other one I liked Bloom was uh, Rites of Spring. Uh, discard any number of cards in your hand, search your library for that many basics, reveal them and put them into your hand. So I love that that card. Yeah, um, talk about fixing fixing a lot of mistaken mistaken hands that you probably shouldn't have kept. Um, with rights of with rights of spring, I'm gonna keep a two land hand if it has rights if it has rights in it. I mean, it just guarantees that I'm going to get all the land that I need. So um, I had that card in my deck at one point. I don't know what made me get rid of it. 
because it belongs in my deck. Sure, especially in a deck dump... with multiple colors, because then you can search out the yeah. basics that you want. I can search out my my planes, I and feed into my recursion, especially my eerie ultimatum. Right, because I can just dump my whole hand, find seven basics, and yeah. get on with my life. Um, one of my other favorites is Vernal Bloom. Uh, whenever a forest is tapped for mana, its controller adds green to his or her mana pool. Now, nobody, most people don't run this because it means everybody's forest adds a green mm. not just you so there there's a lot of people see that as the downside why run it and besides it is an older card it costs four mana i get all that but come on vernal bloom i mean it just <laughs> it's so fits theme and yes i mean my deck is entirely green so it it means that every single land is probably going to be tapping for at least two green yeah i mean like, it benefits you more significantly than yeah. literally anybody else because chances are nobody's doing mono green. So, like, you know, say there's everybody has 10 lands out. You know, right. Nine, if not 10 of them <clears throat> for you, are going to be forests because you have 23 forests in a springjack pasture. Um, for everybody else, maybe at most four of them are going to be forests. So, like, sure, you're helping them a little. Right. But also, like, what's the problem with that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. I mean, you know, yeah. this is... Uh, it, it, we're talking casual decks. It's fun. Um, my yeah. personal favorite of the ramp package is Spirit of the Season. This is a 3-3 <laughs> three, three tree folk spirit. It costs one, a green, and a green. And it says when it enters the battlefield, it gains haste. If it's summer... Uh, put a plus one plus one counter on it if it's autumn. Uh, you gain three life if it's winter, but more importantly for us, if it's spring, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. And yes, I know, technically it's not ramp, but come on. I mean, this is just, this is spectacular. I love this. Absolutely. Um, and it's yes, great too. it's also an uncard. So. Yeah, um, you know. I was going to say, I've never heard of this card before, and then I looked at it, <clears> and apparently it was only printed in Unsanctioned. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that explains why I don't remember ever seeing it myself, <laughs> so, um, so there we go. Um, either way, the if I wasn't so beholden to the theme, I would definitely run fewer ramp cards and more for more other things, but I did find that trying to stay as true to the theme as I could, um, it meant that the RAM package was going to be a little bigger. So, um, if you're looking to copy my deck, <laughs> then I would recommend perhaps reducing the RAM package a little bit and, and focusing that on other areas of the deck. So, um, beyond that, I've got, for card draw, um, Guilt Leaf Seer, Grim Flowering, Nature's Resurgence, Shaman of Spring, and Verdant Rebirth are all here. Um, They're all very lovely names. Uh, they work. Re they all work really well. Uh, uh, now, admittedly, a lot of the card draw in this is not multiple. So, like Verdant Rebirth, you play it, it does something, and draw a card. Shaman of Spring, when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card. So unless you have a way to make that you know, yeah. make it enter the battlefield repeatedly. This isn't really, you know, it's not 
amazing card draw. Nature's Resurgence. Um, I mean, Nature's Resurgence is nice. It, you do have to keep in mind that if your graveyard is not particularly packed, you're probably handing over a lot of cards to your opponent. But, um, again... It'd be good in my deck to find that eerie ultimatum. <laughs> right. And I love... I just... I love the name. I love the card. So... Yeah. Um, and if you're looking for something a little more specific, Grim Flowering, we draw a card for each creature in your graveyard. So you can make that work. Um, admittedly, that one's six mana. That's a... You know, you, you are going to need a lot of mana for that. But obviously, my deck is going to ramp like crazy. So um, I don't think that's going to be too difficult. So, um, and Guilt Leaf Seer doesn't draw you your cards, but it acts as a mini Sensei's Divining Top. So for green and tap it, look at the top two cards of your library, put them back in any order. So you're always getting the best of the best of the top two cards. Um, so I, I like that idea and hey. Yeah, you can always, if you find a card that you don't want for a while, you can just keep putting it as the second card. And... Right. So one of the other things I was looking for was, was removal. But unfortunately, how do you find cards that destroy other cards yet fit the theme of spring? Uh, it wasn't <laughs> particularly easy. So mo my, my removal package is pretty much exclusively just artifact and enchantment removal. Um, mm. I've got Break Asunder. Um, I believe Break Asunder is in there mostly because uh, the flavor text uh, fit. Well, the flavor text on one of the versions of the card fits. Um, and unfortunately, of course, Architect has saved the wrong one for me, but that's all right. Essence Filter, uh, destroy all enchantments, or destroy all non-white enchantments. Um, I mean, for one, a green and a green, it's a sorcery. It takes it all out. I like that. Um, I like Spring Cleaning. Spring Cleaning, yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's it's thematic, obviously, because yes. Spring. But also, like, it is very... It's a very it's it's a multiplayer card. It's nice. Uh, yeah, and the idea that target, you know, destroy target enchantment, and then if you clash, you destroy all of their enchantments. That is harsh. Um, mm. You you know you're really going to make somebody pay if they happen to flip that land in their deck. Um, yeah. So if they have a lot of enchantments, like uh, like my deck. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the other one I liked was Spring Sage Ritual. Uh, for three and a green, destroy target artifact or enchantment. You gain four life. So, just a little, a little extra bonus in there. It, it, yeah, I thought it worked out well. Um, <clears throat> something else my deck has a, the the sub theme is that there's a is elves. Um, there are a lot of elves in the deck. There are elves in virtually in most of the art. Um, so I leaned into that a little bit. Um, Wilt leaf liege, again tying into the whole leafs and budding and blooming aspect uh other green creatures you control get plus one plus one other white creatures you control get plus one plus one uh in case you're wondering there is only one other white creature in this deck <laughs> um there is a card that can produce white creatures but honestly you're not running will leaf leaves to to help along with your zero one goats um more importantly <laughs> the spell or an ability an opponent controls causes you to, to discard will leaf leaves uh, put it onto the battlefield instead of putting it into your graveyard. So you can really punish people for trying to mess with your hand. Um, Sylvan Anthem. Uh, Andy, I believe this one's in your deck as well. Uh, and with yeah. good reason. I mean, it just makes sense. 
Uh, whenever a green creature enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. Um, I have a number of token producers that I'll talk about in a minute, and uh, that will allow me to scry pretty deep if I want, I think. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Eladomri, Lord of Leaves. All elves gain forest walk, so there's a, a little bonus there, and the elves cannot be the target of spells or abilities. So, again, uh, we're just adding a little, a little more to it. Um, I will say, I wasn't looking at price when I picked these cards. Um, last I checked, Eladomri somewhere around eighty to ninety dollars. Um, <laughs> You, you, you may want to take a, a pass on this one, but yeah, um, I threw it in there. He fits the theme, so it just made sense to leave him in. Uh, and then there's uh, Dwynen, Guiltleaf Dame. Uh, it has reach. Other elves get plus one, plus one. And when it attacks, uh, you gain one life for each attacking elf you control. So you'll gain a little bit of life there. Um, so yeah, uh, I have a token section, and for the most part, these cards are, you know, they, they fit the theme, but I will say that an earlier version of the deck was really looking for token creatures, and I moved away from that just because it wasn't really working. Um, however, I still like, I like these cards well enough that I wanted to keep them in the deck in spite of that. So um, there's Guiltleaf Ambush. Um, which, again, lets me clash with an opponent to give my creatures the, the tokens that it makes death touch until the end of the turn. Um, there's Nissa World Waker. Um, target land becomes a 4-4 elemental creature. And you can, it also gives you the option to untap forests and uh, you can search your library for a number of basics and put them into play, although you're probably never hitting the ultimate with this one. Um, Wolf Caller's Howl. Yeah, it's an enchantment that at the beginning of your upkeep create X two two green wolf creature tokens where X is the number of opponents with four or more cards in hand. I just love this card. It was something I, I don't think I'd ever seen it before. Um, here's a card that basically says to your opponents, play with your hands empty or I get more stuff. Um, and, if it, you know, and if it means that when you play out those extra wolves, you get to scry a little deeper... Um, they're green, so they're probably going to be getting a plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one on top of them at some point relatively soon. And this happens on each of your upkeeps. Mm. So this turn, again the next turn, again the next turn. I mean, I expect that with in a four-player game, I'm probably getting one or two of these 2-2 two, two wolves every single turn. Um and I, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's going to be, um, I think this is a card that's going to show up in some other decks that I have because <laughs> the, the ability to just get creatures that easily without spending any mana, I, I just, this is going to happen. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And the other token or the other token producer is Jade Mage um, for three mana. You can put a one, one green sapling creature token onto the battlefield. Wish it was an elf, but that's fine. Um, she doesn't need haste for it, though. No, she doesn't need haste for it. And more importantly, with the amount of ramp that's in this deck, um, you can also activate Jade Mage over and over again. So if you've got mm. 6, 9, 12, 15 mana, you can activate it that many, you know, as much as, you know, 
for every three mana you can make another sapperling and you can do it at the end of your opponent's uh, on your opponent's end step and just tap out whatever mana you have left um, and i i love having places to do mana dumps especially for green where quite often you get a pile of mana and then you end up with a hand where you just can't seem to use it all so i like having mana dumps in there every once in a while yeah, especially where I mean, you've got Vernal Bloom and you've got Harpy to Spring, so like, right, you've got ways to make, a, even Nyx Bloom Ancient, you've got ways to make a ridiculous amount of mana, uh, and the the crazy thing or the the absurd thing with those cards is that they like build off each other, right? So like, you know, with Harpy to Spring, it's it's you make an additional one, so like your Forest taps for two, and then with Nyx Bloom Ancient, it would tap for six, right? Type of thing, and that's. That's so much mana. Um, yeah, and when that happens, I mean, if you've already got, at that point, you probably already have eight lands out. So if eight lands and they're each tapping for six mana, well, now you're at 48 mana. There's just no way you're going to be using all that unless you have a mana dump and Jade Mage with uh, all it would take would be 40, what is it, 42? 42 mana and you've got, uh, quick math, 14? Yeah, fourteen one one sapperlings. Um, I'll take that. <laughs> um, the other, the final piece here really is uh, a, a section I titled "Really Big," because when it comes down your, to uh, it, these are your win cons. <laughs> these are the win cons. The rest of this deck is either sorceries, instants, or creatures that just aren't that big that they're just not going to get through as the game progresses. I mean, my bigger creatures, I think, are four fours. So even with the, you know, with the uh, the ways to pump creatures, I mean, mm. a five five with no evasion is not really going to get through. That's not realistic. Right. So unless you have a lot of them, unless you have a lot of them, yes. Um, so I thought I would throw in some really big stuff. So Beastmaster Ascensions in here. Um, classic. Classic. Uh, Ixali's Keeper. Um, oh. You can sacrifice it, and target creature gets plus five, plus five, and trample until the end of the turn. Now, it costs eight, and you have to tap it and sack it. So, uh, this card is definitely in here because it fits the theme. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of definitely like a... like a, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a finisher. Yeah. Uh, like, you don't want to use this unless either you desperately need to or it will win you the game. Right. Or, I mean, take somebody out. Yeah. Um, um, but... The, yeah, and the remaining one is Prodigious Growth. Uh, for six mana, it's an aura. Quick creature gets plus seven, plus seven, and has trample. Now, we all have better... There, there are better ways to get these kinds of things, but they just don't fit the theme. Whereas mm. this one definitely fits the theme. Um so I threw it in there. Yeah, I love that card. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, for since what, Alpha, we've had things like Giant Growth. Yeah. Uh and finally in M nineteen they stapled trample onto it. <laughs> right. And that was that's part of the reason why Giant Growth isn't in this deck. Uh, yeah. you know, making your four four into a seven seven is cute. But without the evasion, it's still getting blocked by a one-one. So mm. you need you we, it needed something, and so that's that's where I went with that. So. Yeah, 
I, I really appreciate how much this deck, uh, like, leans on its its theme uh, without being, like, an elf ball deck. Like, so many elf decks out there are just like, all right, all right, like, you put an elf out and it gets you another elf and then your elf does an elf thing and elf. Uh, yeah. And voila, everyone's dead. Uh, but this really does do the, like... The, the like polony kind of like spring thing yeah i mean uh, it's an elf deck but it's not an elf deck it's an elf deck like a night deck is a night deck right you know the creek the, the creatures are primarily elves but you're not sacking elves to get more elves you're not you're not yeah. using elves to ramp you into something huge it's just they're elves they just are. There, there are a lot of them here. Let's make that yeah. count for something. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely like some cards in here that I'm like, oh, these are great cards. And then there's some cards in here that I've never seen before that I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, like, like I said earlier, spring cleaning. I'm like, oh, I really like that as enchantment removal. Um, I like thing like I like, I like, I like that it's not just. Pay one and a green to destroy target enchantment. It like it does a thing. Right. It does a thing beyond the thing you need it to do, uh, which just makes it interesting. Um, what else? Uh, like, I mean, to an extent, Spring Sage Ritual does the same. Like, it does a similar thing where it, you know, you've got the flexibility for it to also target an artifact, but it also gains you four life, which is a thing. It's not great, but like. It fits the theme. It does a little bit extra. This this is right. this is up my alley. Yeah. Um, and like I said, every card fits the theme, whether it's in the title, whether it's in the flavor text, or um, I think Beastmaster Ascension was the only one where I looked at it and said, "This just it just is spring to me." The idea of the you know this the ascension and and you know being alive yeah. and all this kind of thing. So. Uh, I mean, you look at the card and you're like, those are spring colors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I should mention uh, the land package, 24 basic forests, one spring, or 23 basic forests, one spring jack pasture. Um, and it's there because, well, there's spring in the name uh, and it fits with the deck list. Uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to want to spend four mana to put, a, put an 01 white goat. On what if the I battlefield, told you then that that goat is a one-two. Hmm? Well, that uh, with with the wiltleaf liege, that could certainly happen. Um, <laughs> and then you can sack X goats to add X mana of any one color to your mana pool. You gain X life, which is really what you're doing. You're gaining the hmm. life because you're not accumulating these goats so that you can sack them for mana. Yeah, that you really gotta start early with that. Issue. You really gotta start early with this, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I I loved I loved this exercise. I love this exercise every season. I feel like leading up to it, I'm always like kind of dreading it, just because I'm like, oh, I gotta do work. But like <laughs> when I finally start and then like the inspiration strikes, like it always feels so good to like have a deck at the end where I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. And like even if I don't ever build it, it's 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 always nice to like look at like 
certain certain uh, synergies, certain cards that I wouldn't have thought of before. I I feel like this season in particular, I really lent leant lent leaned leaned. Lean. I really leaned into the the theme on this one, and uh, I mean it was pretty easy with Golgari, but um, I think it. It was excellent to see these cards that I've never seen before um, giving me ideas for other decks uh, or how to turn this into commander deck or, uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, I think that was the cool thing with both of these is that, I mean, uh, legendary creatures are, are so ubiquitous at this point that it was inevitable that each of us were going to have at least one in our deck. Yeah. Uh, in obviously in color, uh, but we also ended up with one. I mean, like yours is obviously a mono green deck. Mine is three color. I ended up with a couple that could helm a possible commander deck. Right. I mean, I could have it be Kalfinor. I could have it be Doran, uh, which is great because then I can take this. I can add, you know, like I said, twenty cards to it, twenty non lands and twenty lands or so ish. Yeah. Um, figure it out from there and build a commander deck or i can figure out what cards i want more of weed out some weaker ones and figure out how to make this a quote-unquote proper 60 card deck or i can just be like hey this is my spring deck i'm gonna build it for a few months or i build it play it for a few months and fall hits and i get rid of it right um what I really enjoyed out of this was um, one. Well, primarily for me, it was I got a chance to 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 see some cards that I either hadn't seen or hadn't seen for a very long time. Um, so, like Essence Filter, uh, this is a card that I could be running in in more decks. You know, it's fairly inexpensive, and the idea mm-hmm. that you know that it will destroy all enchantments with the right deck in the right place that. I think that card just makes sense. Um, the other one was a card that I hadn't, and I've mentioned it already, Wolf Caller's Howl. Um, I appreciate this cost four mana, and I'm, and maybe I'm overestimating how many tokens I'm going to get off of this thing. But honestly, <laughs> I think if you get two, two, two creatures, you, you just hit your break even. So I don't think that that's, I don't think it's that difficult. I mean... This card just needs to sit there until your next upkeep. And then I think you're probably getting those two 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 creatures. There, there aren't two there aren't that many decks that want to run holding a hand that's under four. And this is not going yeah. to be a deterrent for anybody to make sure their hand gets under four, or else Bruce is gonna get a two two wolf token. <laughs> like ah! oh no. But in the I like I said, in the right deck, I think that this is this could be very interesting. Um there are all kinds of options there i like getting free tokens yeah i mean i'm excited i i want i'll i i gotta figure out what i have from these cards and then maybe i'll i'll build this deck um but this is this is how i always feel after doing this (laughs) yeah uh maybe i'll maybe i'll try to find my my old list that was non-singleton and see if that works uh but uh, I think that's gonna do it for us for this season. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, normally between 
seasons we take a two-week break uh but you know i think we're we've got some momentum i think i think i'm feeling good about this season uh i kind of want to we're we're gonna we're gonna have some mini mini sods yeah uh, mini eps uh between seasons we're still gonna take a two-week break from our like main 10 week thing that we do uh we'll we'll you'll see it's i'm not gonna give it away too much uh we've got some ideas we got, got some, some ideas. ideas uh you'll you'll be excited because we'll be excited and now we've got more temple of the false pod where our decks are not optimized i think i just heard a wolf outside our decks are not optimized but our plays sure as heck are fun Ooh. i'm andy i'm bruce oh. ah. i'm i'm bruce you must uh, have more than four cards in hand oh no that's oh, what's no. happened i gotta run away i'll see all of you next week for our little our first our first special episode of temple of the false pod thank you again so much for listening Happy 60 episodes. Go play some 60 card. And may your fifth land be a card that neither of us put in our deck. The Temple. <laughs> Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fit land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!